And we're back again. Another a rare weekend of our uh, hockey podcast, but we're back with another hockey podcast. We may slightly talk about them, but for this sake, the depression, the chronicles of the depressing flyers will take a potential hiatus, at least for today's podcast. Because unfortunately, we do have to do a season review. We don't want to, but we have to. Yeah, that's going to be a nightmare, but that's for another day. Yes, but today the playoffs start tomorrow night, so the most we have to get on. We have again. to get on today to make sure we get our picks in before anything actually happens, yes. and yes. just talk about playoffs before the action. We begin. officially did our brackets. Um, yes. We're going to have a serious bracket with the uh, the winning wagers coming back. Whitmer is uh, finally a year, year and a half later. Whitmer's Connor Hellbuck t-shirt, jersey, whatever you want to call it. Yes, it was finally, finally on its purchased. way. Yeah, it was finally purchased. Finally purchased. Again, I apologize for the long delay. Um, so hopefully, but, but if, Jeffrey, if you were to, to win again, hopefully you wouldn't have to wait another year until you get your next one. Otherwise, yeah, I feel hopefully. like I might have to owe you a jersey at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And, and not to you know beat a dead horse or whatever, because I've mentioned it a couple of times the past couple of days, but... Since we've only started doing these fun like bets, predictions, or whatever, uh, the last few seasons, and the season won't be any. Di- these playoffs won't be any different. But unfortunately, in those, I'm up to over Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first one being, and I bragged about this one for a long time, and I still well, I'm still proud of it that the Stars beat the Avalanche in the bubble. I think that's one that the, that's more be upset, or that's more of a better pick than your last one was. Yeah, the last year's one we didn't really have because because there wasn't really too many there, great matchups. It was it, there was that plus the fact that I, don't, I think we had pretty similar brackets, so we just went yeah. with one matchup that was different, and it was and that was like and I the honestly, only bracket. I know Winnipeg won because I got the Hellbuck jersey, but I could I completely forgot who they were playing. Was it Calgary? Edmonton. Oh yeah, it was Edmonton. Because yeah. because I was thinking about probably get because we were talking about like oh with Edmonton shirts and I was thinking like yeah. oh Drysital or basically a non McDavid or Drysital yeah. one probably. So essentially, what it came down to was as, as it always does because this and uh, we'll get to it a little later when we talk about the president. That's right. Because Winnipeg swept Edmonton. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, but. <sighs> We'll get to more playoff talk in a minute, but um, let's actually just kind of jump right into it. Actually, before the playoffs can even take effect tomorrow, there is one last regular season game taking place at two o'clock Eastern time, at least. And uh, this is, is actually important in terms of for the Philadelphia Flyers for nothing exactly. else. That's it. So it is essentially a meaningless game to everyone but the Flyers because. If the Seattle Kraken win or even make it to overtime, the Flyers will end up with third best lottery odds. If the Kraken lose, the Flyers will have then the fourth best odds right now, which either way, they're in a great spot. So looking at uh, points wise, I would say, okay, well, we'll just go league by points all the way towards the bottom. The Flyers currently sit in 29th. uh, with 61 points, Seattle has 60. So that's pretty big. Again, so even in just a point, Seattle will take over 
the 29th spot and the Flyers will drop down to the 30th. Um, so right now, the best lottery odds are Montreal. Number two is the Arizona Coyotes. So it's either going to be going into the draft lottery, which is coming up actually in nine days. It will either be going to the odds, uh, the Habs, Yotes, Philly, Seattle, or Habs, Yotes, Seattle, Philly. So this is, I mean, now it's not always guaranteed. It just increases your odds on the best chances to get closer towards number one. Um, with that being said, though, you know, they made slight changes to the Brett to, uh, to that whole thing, too. The, the lottery. I, I, can't, I can't even keep up anymore. I, the, the thing that annoyed me the most is when they had the two lotteries. That, that That's what I hated the most. Right. Anyway, so I we'll see how this, that plays out today. In terms of broadcast for these um, playoffs, it's going to be the first time in since they probably got rid of their uh, contract NBC or whatever. Sports. First time now, longer having NBC Sports do your playoffs. And it's weird because I was actually curious because I always felt like NBC wasn't doing enough to showcase some of these games and everything, especially near the end. Um, Like they may have a game on CNBC or USA or something, but they just weren't great. But just because ESPN has all their channels and they also be on TNT and TBS and everything, um, you're actually going to be able to more easily be able to watch these games too. Yes. The only one you could probably argue you won't be able to is any ones that are on ESPN plus. There are no games on ESPN plus. Oh, there well, are they no. will be, but they're only on ESPN or ESPN too. Thank God. Cause I'm tired of that. I mean, look, look I, I've been using my, my friend's account this whole I year mean, can, to watch it. It's, it's, it's still annoying. It's still going to be an ESPN plus too, but it's okay. going to be. On ESPN, the, ESPN the more too. important ones are on ESPN. Okay, um, and that, then that for when me. it switches to TNT, it is just TNT and TBS. Beautiful. I think so that's going to be probably the second, third round, if not third, and then the, of course the Cup final. Yeah, and obviously once it gets later in the playoffs, that's going to be when you get more ABC games because that's the one yes. thing that NBC did have is the fact that they could just put it on NBC. Yeah, which is yeah. So Unfortunately, more chances to watch. Then it's they have to battle with the NBA with their time. Where you're just, go. It's just what you have to do. They already have to do it no matter what. So, Yes. Um, all right. So with that being said, let's break down the 2022 Stanley Cup matchups. So what we're going to do is break down the actual matchups and then for fun, see what the matchups would be if it was the old one versus eight format. So let's start off. Actually, in the I, East. Say, actually I want to bring up yours real quick just so I have a side by have it side by side. That's a great point, actually. <laughs> uh, and also, Mike and I, uh, we we did our Stanley Cup uh, playoff bracket challenge yeah. uh, moments ago. Um, I have a feeling we have somewhat similar picks. Let me take a look at. Oh, where? Wait, where is you? Where's yours? Or am I not allowed to see yours? It says you cannot view others other users' brackets until picks are locked. Are your picks not Ooh. locked? No, mine are locked. Oh, well, then I, I, don't, I don't know. Who, who knows? I don't know. Anyway, we, we can, we'll go over them though. Anyway, in the East, uh, Mike, do you want to break down the uh, schedule or just the, the, the playoff matchups for this year? Yeah, just give me one second. <laughs> so obviously you have uh, 
Florida, who finished first atop the East, who will be facing, and I didn't expect them to fall this much. I actually thought they were going to be second this year in the Metro, but they will be facing Washington in the first round as they were the second wildcard spot. Um, followed by, who was number two? Or, um, Carolina facing uh, Boston, which will be a fun rematch of a couple of years ago. A couple of seasons ago, uh, they had a fun little uh, fun series against each other. So we'll see how that one uh, goes. Even if that one was a sweep, it was still relatively close. It was still relatively close, and it my and we'll get to it later on. We just talk about players in general. This is also the first time since before Tuca and even Tim Thomas came to the league, where Tim Thomas is or not sometimes uh, Tuka Rask is not going to be starting for. Boston in the playoffs. That's a weird thought. I didn't even think And it's about Linus Allmark's first time in the playoffs. So it's wow. going to be very interesting against a guy and Freddie Anderson, who has a track record of playing well in the season, but not showing up in the playoffs. So it's going to be a very interesting series on that one. Um, and then you have Tampa Bay playing Toronto. So Toronto, for once, doesn't have to play Boston. Yeah, they have to go but against their Toronto. Is the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning correct? I guess they're actually their prize. I guess is the fact that they finished ahead of them. So if you believe in home ice advantage, they do have home ice advantage. When it comes to Tampa Bay, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, and then we have Pittsburgh and the New York Rangers, which I think is probably going to be the closest series, one of the more closer series, but potentially yeah, probably will. I, I, that's one of the ones I could see going either way, just because the Rangers are yeah. pretty are in unfamiliar territory now coming into yes. the playoffs with this. So that is in the East. Now over to the West, uh, you have number one, Colorado Avalanche against the Nashville Predators. Um, in that one, uh, that's going to be, Oof, yeah, and I, I don't I don't know what to think about that. Uh, Nashville is a second wild card, um, and then um, in second you have here. Uh, let's see, oops, that needs to refresh. Um, in in uh, another matchup, you have the Minnesota Wild against the St. Louis Blues. Um, LA Kings against the Edmonton Oilers, and of course the Dallas Stars against the Calgary Flames. Um, I'm sorry, my bracket's gone a wall here. <laughs> um, those are the, the matchups for this year, and then if my bracket decides to that uh, wants to work, then uh, we can go for our own predictions here. But out of out of all those picks, though, which one is your pick for the series to watch? Um, I just think it's going to be a fun series, uh, Florida, Washington. Um, I just think it's the, that, that potential of it just being a high potentially scoring, just fun, offensively driven series. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling it's, there's not going to be a whole lot of defense in it just because both teams to me, even though Washington has a little more grit and everything, I still view them as the same as they normally are just because they have Ovechkin and all them, that they're just another going to be another fun offensive team versus Florida, who has all season been one of the more fun teams to watch this year. So, um, so I think that's just going to be one fun series just because you're just going to get a lot of offense. 
Um, and probably the series I'm going to pay the most attention to, mainly because of Claude Giroux. Um, and the East, at least. Yeah. And the West, I think um, the series to watch will be Minnesota's uh, St. Louis, which they have going seven right now. Mm-hmm. But that, that's going to be a really close series because um, even though I think St. Louis may have the on paper potentially the better team, uh, Minnesota has a better goalie and Flurry. Yes. And then, if anything, Dave Kim Talbot, who surprisingly for Minnesota hasn't been too shabby himself. True. If they have to go that route, if they're right. struggling. Um, yeah, which honestly for Minnesota, I couldn't really see. Um, for Minnesota specifically, they've won two in a row and they're eight, one and one in their last 10. So, yeah, a little FYI. Oh, I was hoping you would say who would. Uh... Alrighty, in my bracket, uh, or sorry, not my bracket, my, my picks to watch for the series. I want to say Carolina and Boston. Um, that I'm just very curious on what it's going to be like and how Boston responds with not having to grasp. You don't or... have a backbone that you used to have to rely. Exactly, on. but you still um, have you know, Bergeron and. Marsh and pasta. Yeah. But you still have those two big pieces that, and the way they play, where um, the lack of experience playoff wise for Allmark may not be as um, uh, worrisome. He's got a good, he's got a good system. Charlie McAvoy on the blue line, too. And you've got a great coach in uh, Cassidy as well. Yes. Bruce Cassidy is phenomenal. So that's my pick to watch. Actually, that battle of two good coaches, too, and Robert Namor as well. Yeah, Brandy. Um, in the West, I you I honestly I, I agree. Uh, the St. Louis Minnesota matchup, uh, rematch actually of the Winter Classic. Um, St. Louis did win that one. Um, it was like six to four or something crazy like that. But uh, Minnesota tried to make a late comeback, fell fell short. But it was overall great matchup. Um, so this is going to be an extremely fun series to watch. Um, so that is the current format. Now, if we did it the old way, where if you just kind of re like you could still have it this way, but if you like re um, position everyone just points wise. Mm-hmm. So you essentially yeah. go one to eight. Yep. Um, pretty much outside of their play in, it's pretty much how the NBA does their playoffs still. Where it's one, so eight, two, East, seven, three, six, yeah. four, five. In the East, it'd be Florida, Washington. Uh, Again, two so. seven Carolina Pittsburgh, three six Toronto Boston, and then four five Tampa New York. That'd be an interesting one. Because um, the last time they played each other was the 2015 Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be pretty interesting. I, I'd be very interested in the Carolina Pittsburgh one if, if that was a, a thing. Uh, and then in the West, Colorado Nashville still two seven Minnesota and Dallas. 3-6 LA Calgary and 4-5 St. Louis Edmonton. So all around great matchups though. Yeah. The, essentially the only matchup that stays the same is the number one seed and both mm-hmm. play the number two wild card, which is automatically going to be that lower seeded team. So that's going to be the one matchup that would still be the same. Right. But I, I'm still on the fence that they should go back. And I know you are too, to kind of go back to that. Uh, kind Honestly, of. I'm not even on the fence. I think they should have been going back for years now. Yeah, I, I understand the thinking of trying to like create rivalries and everything, but 
after a while, it kind of you haven't really seen because again, you're seeing the same teams play each other in playoffs, yeah. which is cool because, like you said, it can create rivalries. But at the same time, like there's some matchups where it's like the by the second round, you have what should be a conference final matchup, not a first or second round matchup. You know, right? So there's that. Um, all right, first round playoff schedule. Um, we'll go in in order in the East: uh, Florida, Washington. That starts Tuesday, May. Third, 7.30, that's on ESPN2. Um, Toronto, Tampa Bay, 7.30, Monday, May 2nd. Sportsnet, CBC, ESPN2 uh, are the networks. Uh, Carolina and Boston also – okay, so Carolina and Boston are going to be going at the same time. Um, ESPN2 for the Tampa Bay-Toronto game and Carolina Boston, 7 o'clock, though, actually, for this one on ESPN uh, for Monday and then Tuesday – Rangers, Penguins, 7 o'clock, ESPN on Tuesday, May 3rd. In the West, um, Colorado and Nashville, ESPN, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday. Monday, uh, tomorrow, 9.30, start for St. Louis, Minnesota, ESPN. Calgary, Dallas on ESPN2, 10 o'clock, start on Tuesday, May 3rd. Last but not least, Edmonton, L.A., ESPN2, 10 o'clock, start Eastern Time. So a lot of late nights, but... This is where the fun that's begins. Just what ha- that's just what happens to us Western Conference teams. You just have games that start at 10 or 9.30. Why or- can't they make games that start at 8, even for Eastern time? <laughs> uh, because they'd be playing at like 5 and nobody would be able to go to the game because they're getting off of work. So, that's their fault. That may be their fault, but I don't think the NHL would love seeing empty seats as people come to the stadium as it hits the it, 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 it's a playoff, so they'll they'll afford to, to miss one day of work. <laughs> right. All right. So I understand, your, I understand what you're saying. Just to be so, like people, because if they the want more viewers on TV, yes. you make it earlier games. You know? Yeah, you can, but you just wait for the weekend for those ones. Because sure. they're usually early in the day. Fair enough. All right. Playoff um, prediction time. Yes. So. Since we started the East last time, let's start in the West this time. That sounds good. All right. We have Colorado against Nashville. Who do you have and how many games? As much as I love, you know, pissing on the dreams of Colorado Avalanche fans, I will say, I, I again, I still wish you were facing Dallas because I think it would have been a harder challenge. Um, not saying Nashville couldn't be a challenge because I think they still have the best defenseman. Who's in the league right now? Was he put up what like ninety six points? Yeah, that's absurd as a defense. Yeah, with USC, you saw uh, a good back or blue line or whatever. But I don't know if Soros can put up with the firepower. However, and plus you have Darcy Kemper in net for the ads. and Kemper also doesn't have that much of playoff experience either. No, he doesn't. If not none at all for Arizona, but. He's got a stellar defense in front of him, unlike kind of. Yeah. I mean, Nashville. I mean, they, they, obviously they have OC. Other than that, they they do have Ekholm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Dante Fabris. So they, they got pieces, but compared to Colorado, it's kind of overwhelming. And then on top of that, you have to worry about, like you said, the offensive firepower. I'm. I would be more worried about the firepower. I wouldn't be worried about the oh, Colorado's no, defense course. at all. I just worry about Kamikar, honestly. And um, yeah. Then to get none that Manson, who'd they get from the dog? I would say, you know, um, was it Manson? Or did you know, Manson it was Manson. go to the Bruins? It was Manson. 
No, no, no. Um, or was that Henry? Hampus Lindholm went to the Boston okay. Bruins. Yeah, so I was Josh right. Manson did go to the Habs. Um, they also did add Arteri Luckinen from the Habs. And then... Yeah, I, I still don't trust their... No, I'll get to it a little bit, but I have yeah. Colorado in five over Nashville. Colorado in six over Nashville. All right, Minnesota, um, St. Louis. This one I can go either way. In my other bracket, I have it going the opposite way. Um, but the team, I actually think uh, whoever wins the series uh, actually takes the conference, if I'm being honest. Um, but for this one, I have it being St. Louis in seven. There you go. I have Minnesota in six. Wow. So we previewed it earlier. This is one of the nicer matchups because we saw a sneak preview in the Winter Classic this year, but yeah, so on a bigger stage. So this is probably going to be, and we both picked it earlier as our series to watch in the West, at least in the first round. Just um, matchup this is just the one to watch. It, it, I think it's a great matchup because you have two solid goalies for the most part in Bennington and Flurry. Obviously, Flurry's a better goaltender. Yeah. Um, Bennington hasn't really, give, Bennington hasn't really Bennington been this. I know you some are. respect. I, even though I don't like the guy, I'm trying to give him some respect. He did win the cup his rookie year. He and he showed up same, when it mattered. I also say he hasn't been the same since then. That's why, that's why I'm not a hundred percent confident in this. So on St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, but like I you don't said, though, I mean, really trust. Still, I think this series is going Bennington. to go six minimum. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if it goes seven. Cause I think St. Louis can hang with Minnesota. For the most part, it just depends. And they on also have if, the goaltending, really. And actually, it depends on this front. Um, since St. Louis is a more defensive oriented team, if Minnesota they also can, did pick up Nick Letty at the deadline, which helps their blue line a bit. Uh, they lost yeah, depth piece have, in Oscar Sunquist. But you also have Ryan O'Reilly, and it's uh, true. You have Tarasenko, which you didn't have the last time you were in the playoffs. That's a great point. So that's a huge bonus already. Um, so that, so as of right now, that could be the matchup to focus on for Mike and I for our wager. Uh, we'll keep you guys posted, though. Um, next matchup, Calgary in Dallas. So I don't... Even though I think Mark Simpson's a good goaltender, I don't really trust Calgary since they were. this is the same situation that we're in a couple of seasons ago. And I want to say they either got swept or I know for a fact they lost, but I forget if they, they lost in swept. five yeah. to Colorado. Mm-hmm. But but again, to be fair, you had a much one you you had Mike Smith at the time, true. and two you had to go against Colorado, who looked like such a threat still then. Yeah. So it's actually a, it would have to be a decent goaltending matchup because it would be Holpe who's got a cup. Versus Markstrom, who I think is I one of the better netminders. That's 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 the thing though. Is would they go with Holpe though? Because I have a strong feeling they might lean, and I could be completely, completely wrong. They would probably go Holpe because of playoff experience. I don't know how his stats are, but and I can look them up real quick just for comparison. But I almost want to say they, and this sounds crazy, they might go with the younger guy and Jake Ottinger. I, again, no, it sounds crazy. That's just my gut they feeling could. right now. I I think Ottinger is going to be the hotter goalie. Um, but with that being said, though, um, yeah, but I think that yeah, I have Dal- but I have Dallas in six. 
This is another matchup to watch out for then, I guess, for us. I have Calgary, but it's seven. Yeah, I, I just the, I just can't trust Calgary. They have pieces. Right. Goudreau had a good Stats season. Well, Kachuk had a good season. They both got over 100 points. Um, all right, going over stats. This is why I think Andre's starting. He played 48 games this year, 30, 15, and 1, 0.914 save percentage, 2.53 goals against. Holtby, 10, 10, and 1, 2.78 goals against, 0.913 save percentage, but knowing 24 games. Yeah. I assume whoever helped them bring, get into the playoffs is probably the one who will start. And that was Ottinger. So it would probably be Ottinger. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go with experience. I, I wouldn't be shocked, but also, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they went with Ottinger. Right. So um, there isn't a matchup to watch out for. Yeah. And this one, again, it's kind of like Toronto. Edmonton's a team that's great in the season, but not great in the playoffs. Um, no. I think we're both going to have the same issue. A lot of these teams, their playoffs or whatever, are going to come down to my key. Because to me, in order for you to have a, a more legitimate shot for me to say that you're going to go far in the playoffs or potentially to the Stanley Cup Finals, I think you have to have a, at least an above average goaltender. And a lot of these teams, I don't trust a lot of their goaltenders. Um, and yeah, for this and one in particular, Jonathan, I know Quick had a decent year this year, but I don't know if I can really trust him against the firepower of uh, Drysaddle and uh, McDavid. McDavid. But this is a similar situation they were in in the bubble. But against Chicago. Wow. He surprised me. He went 23 13 and 9 this year, 2.59 goals against, 0.910 save percentage. So that's not nothing. It's average. It's it's not amazing, but it's, yeah. I'll put this by it. Sure, it is average, but for the fact that Quick can still do that now and where he's at in his career at 36 years old. Yeah. I wonder if he's for a goalie. He, he's he's got to be. So, um, Dustin Brown already announced, by the way, quick update. He's announcing that he's retiring at the end of the year. I wouldn't be shocked if Jonathan Quick does the same. Yeah. Um, but this is, again, a similar situation like they were in the bubble where I thought they're playing Chicago. And while they, I didn't really trust Crawford, who had just come back for that series. Um, and because they were pretty, they had young people plus their experience. I thought, oh, Edmonton could easily take this, but I was wrong. Um, And I think uh, because you're still going to have to rely on Mike Smith as your goal to win Edmonton. 16-9-2 and this year with 2.81 goals against 0.915 save percentage. And he's 40. The Kings still have Drew Doughty and Nazi Kopitar, so I'm saying Kings Kings in six. I gave gave the Oilers another game, but that's going to be Kings and six. I yeah, think. that's exactly what I have spot on here. Uh, I have Kings and six. Um, I want to trust the I only would... reason they even get that far. Uh, Edmondson, McDavid, and Dry Settle. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Actually, this is big. I didn't even realize this. Drew Doughty, he underwent wrist surgery, they announced oh. in March. And he was out for the rest of the year. 
So I don't know if he's back or not, but that's a big factor still. So that being said, I might have to rethink my, my no, no. not for this round, not for this round, but how far I actually have the Kings going, I might have to rethink it. Depending on when Dowdy gets back, that's a big part. Gotcha. So that's just something to keep in mind. I didn't even know that was a thing, but apparently he had now a surgery. Do. Yep, there you go. Um, I certainly like the Kings team overall. Even without Dowdy, they have some decent depth on the blue line. Alexander Edler, Troy Stetcher, I think they picked up on the deadline. They have some young pieces, a lot of young pieces for sure. Um, but I, I'm excited to see what they can do. All right. So now over to the East, Florida and Washington. The I think series, it's obvious. I think it's going to be the f- most fun to watch. Not that that King series is going to be fun to watch too, because it could be another high scoring series. Yeah. Um, even that Calgary Dallas series, I think it could also have potential of high scoring. But I think the firepower of the Panthers is going to be too much for the Capitals to take. And I say Florida and six. I, again, I give that Capitals another game just because of Laviolette and some of the experience they have there. That's a good point. Um, but another key factor, Ovi is also dealing with a minor injury too. Like at Mount, I think the last couple games of the season it might have been a precautionary thing since they had nothing really to play for because they were already going to be in the playoffs. Um, but that is something to keep in mind because the Capitals yeah. aren't going to be fully, fully healthy. healthy. They're key, yeah, which is their key player that the Panthers are going to have to watch Just out for. And if Etchkin is dealing with some kind of injury. I, and I'll I don't put know this way. Is, I feel like no matter what, I also don't trust Hoover the, New will probably be on a Vetchkin. And Barkov will be. I'm sorry, not who would do thank you, Barkov. But his his life is gonna be so much easier with the fact that Ovechkin is dealing with some kind of injury. So yeah, that's gonna be too much. I'm Florida in five. Yeah. I I Florida's are gonna steamroll the caps. If, if they again if they make, if the reason why six, I give the caps another game um, is because even though they did have the goaltender of the month in Spencer Knight, he had a really good month of April. Um, it's true. They're they're easily going to go Bobrovsky in the playoffs, and yeah, I again and like what Bobrovsky like Freddie, yeah, like Freddie Anderson, but amazing the regular season playoffs. That's you know, yeah, that's so that's why I give that's why I give the Caps an additional game. That's fair, and that's one hundred percent fair. I mean, I de- realistically, I think you could argue six, but I I think that this can be. Even it's going to be one of those series where no matter how many goals Bob lets in, Florida, they can come Florida's back from got the any. firepower. You got they Dumber Joe and Giroux with experience. Um, if you want to take some pressure off, Giroux can, if you want to separate Giroux, because I think he's been on the first line since he's got there, you can yeah, put, he's bring him down. And, game, by the yeah, way. and you can have him on uh, Oshi. Yeah. And on them, so there you go. They have options um, so to stop the shutdown. The Capitals, I think. Do you know who doesn't have options? The Tampa Bay, sorry, the Toronto Maple Leafs, because oh. uh, they're facing the Tampa Bay Lightning, and no matter what they try to do, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. They they can the light- look at so many different options, so many different matchups. The results going to be the same. Tampa in five. I I get again. I gave. Uh, just because of their offensive fire firepower and 
but they're a good reason for why the, the Maple Leafs probably didn't go far in the playoffs last year was because Tavares was hurt. This um, is true. That is one or, key thing for they, some they of their issues. Last year. Yeah, there is that. And also the playoffs before then, they also had um, some key in, in injuries too. But just because of how Austin Matthews played and some of the offensive firepower, I think they can probably sneak another game. So I have Tampa Bay in six. Um, and, and again, you do bring up a lot of great points with because of this, because of that. Which I don't is know. 100% fair. And to me, it's no disrespect is, to these teams. Actually, if sorry. I say in five, it's just how well these other teams are playing. True. Um, and Tampa Bay to me is the most, obviously, since they've won the last two and have the potential yeah. to win their third in a row. They're the most oh. complete team. Also, FYI, sorry, going back to Dallas real quick, because um, I'm looking at TSN. Holpe is on the IR with a lower body injury, so ah, they'll so definitely we'll go on injury now. Yes. Um, uh, but Ekblad is still on the IR, FYI. Um, Toronto, they have three players yeah, this is also what the problem is to me. So they have Mrazek still on the IR, Sandine still on the IR, and Andre Kasha still on the IR. Now, I don't know how up-to-date this is, but this shows only playoff teams right now. So I'd assume it's still pretty up-to-date. Um, um, oh, it doesn't matter for Mrazek because Campbell's going to start because Campbell's this a better is Yeah, And also, um, again... Peter Mrazek, like Freddie Anderson and Brob, cannot trust them. You cannot no. trust them in the playoffs. That's why Carolina got rid of them. Yeah, and that's hey, why good, both. Good, that, that's why essentially they both job. swapped goalies because they didn't trust the goalie they had. And yeah. Toronto didn't do enough to address their goaltending issues. Yeah. and that's going to be something that may come back to bite them because Stamkos had his first 100 point season, which is hard to believe. Yeah. But when you see how many injury filled seasons he's had, it's not that surprising. I think. Right. Um, but he's going to be on fire. And uh, again, you got Kucherov point. It, you got the same pieces that won the last two that are still there. That's going to mm-hmm. be a headache. Um, and even though the only advantage you're going to have, if it's an advantage is that you'll have home ice advantage. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's really it for Toronto. Um, all right. Next matchup is Carolina. Another one. Boston. Yes, this is the one I think you have your eye on in terms of in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I have Carolina in six. I'm interested in this one because I don't. It's I'm interested because I'm curious how both goaltenders do because this has yeah. the potential of being low scoring series because both teams have good or high score. Yes, it's all depending on how the the goaltenders go because even though it's in uh, the Boston did improve their blue line. At the deadline, um, you still got a good amount of pieces there. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, you got Bergeron, Martian still there um, that can be able to shut them down. Uh, my you issue is Boston. Nick Foligno as a somewhat decent yeah, bottom six Taylor option Hall. to Taylor Hall. Um, um, Char- uh, Charlie Coyle as a good, strong top nine option for Boston. Yeah. Uh, Matt Grizzly plays still, such a gritty game. I love his style, I love his playing mentality. He's going to wear opponents down too. He can, yeah. And same as Frederick if he's playing. Um, uh, Trent Frederick, yeah, he he can play pretty well. Um, I'm saying Boston, he can be a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, no, 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 100%. Um, um, 
for Boston injury wise, um, both TSN and ESPN are showing Jacobs Borrell. Uh, he's going to be out torn ACL, um, no matter what. And then yes, for protein, you know, whatever. Uh, he, I don't know he's a much player, uh, but Zuborrell has been out since December 21st, according to ESPN.com. And then Carolina, this is in, this is why I don't know what to make of any of this. So Carolina for TSN has Freddie Anderson day to day, Jake Gardner, IR, Dwayne Good, ESPN. Carolina has four entries, uh, Slavin, Stahl, Svesnikov, and Anderson all day-to-day as of two days ago. So who even knows? Day-to-day, is, that just may be just bumps and bursts of an 82-game but, season. Well, exactly. But, but again, it's like, why should on ESPN, but then not, you know, TSN? So it's, it, who even it, dep- it depends on sources and how badly they think is. Right. And then injury. again, I couldn't even tell you. Um, um, but um, I think so the reason why... I th- because I have Carolina and six and I have Carolina and six because I, I trust their firepower more than Boston because Boston, yeah. even though they can play pretty defensive oriented system that can shut down any good offense. I think Carolina, because it's been third year, it's going to be their third season in a row of a very good team. I think they'll get past the first round um, against uh, Boston. Awesome. Pretty not easily. Not, uh, not I just easy. think it's going to be. So my fear for Carolina Again, it comes down and, to the goaltending and I Freddie Anderson, even though you can't trust him in the playoffs, he's got playoff experience and all Mark doesn't. That's my bottom line of why I think it's uh, yeah. Carolina. And, and that's fair. Um, and I think that depending on who's covering, you know, I would imagine Slavin and whoever he's paired with is going to easily be on the quote unquote perfection line of pasta, uh, Marshan and uh, Bergeron. Um, Unless it's either way, though, they put Hall in that line. This is true. Either way, if you shut down that line, I still don't think Boston has enough. They they added pieces for sure over the last year or two. It's still not enough. Foleno doesn't provide offense. Hall does not not as much as he wants to coil. He's kind of up and down. I don't think he's. I don't think Hall is as hot as he was. He's a better version of JVR to me. Yeah. But he still can be streaky. Like, don't get me he wrong; can. he completely reamped his career in Boston, like Flurry did in Vegas. That switch and transition to, to Boston for Charlie Coyle has been the greatest thing that ever happened to him. Yes, um, because he really found his game. He's one of my favorite players to watch, just by being on uh, the Bruins. Um, I love his playing style. He, yeah, he he reminds me almost a little bit. Like a bigger, like just because of his, you know, physique and everything, almost a bigger version of Mike yeah. Richards in a way. I th- yeah, I think you, I still think the fact that you don't have you c- you don't have your backstop there in Boston, it's gonna no, that's gonna be a matters. hurdle to try to yeah. um, balance. All right, so looking at the first round out of all of these, I think it's safe to say that Minnesota St. Louis is probably our. Uh, you missed one. Oh, I lied. Thank you. I know you don't like either team, but I don't. it's still a playoff series. It, it is, unfortunately. I just want both teams to lose, but I guess that can't be a thing. Uh, New York Rangers against the Boston Bruins. What? The Bruins are playing two teams? I, oh, my God. <laughs> right, I'm not awake. Sorry. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, same, color, same color scheme, so I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. This one, I think, I just think the lack of experience Rangers wise is going to come back to it's it's it'll be a learning experience and I think they they could be in the playoffs again next year. Um, 
I just don't know if I can trust Shesterkin yet in the playoffs. He had a great season. He, very good season. He's been apparently but, rumored for months now for the heart, which is, hey, if he wins the heart for a goalie last time, did that, it's Carey Price. And that's yeah. not he's not going. To. He's not going to. He may be a finalist, but the last he'll, he'll certainly be a finalist, but I don't think he did put up some ridiculous numbers, but the competition is what yeah, think, you'll even easily have one. Matthews who had 60, 60. I think goals. it's gonna be Huberto. Huberto, I think Huberto is gonna win one of these major awards. He deserves yeah. it. He he's he's second yeah. in points right behind Connor McDavid. He has like 85 assists or something stupid yeah. like that. I think because um, McDavid's already gotten it a couple times and Shesterkin kind of struggled near the a little bit. Uh, he wasn't playing as dominant as he was earlier. I would say I think it's going to be Huberdeau, Shusterkin, and McDavid. Matthews. Or would you say Matthews? Matthews. So then who fourth, would win it? Matthews or would be, uh, I think fourth would be uh, McDavid. Yeah. Because um, uh, going to be top Huberdeau. five. I think it's Huberdeau no matter what. But. Okay. Because okay. are you Yossi? You could. He may be fifth or sixth, but... I think he'll be top ten in voting, but again, it's it's he'll for yeah, sure we'll get see. um the defensive get the from whatever that yeah he'll get the north yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah it won't go to him in this time no um actually last time I was Adam Fox but still sorry um again <laughs> speaking of that I just Fox, think ex- going back I, to the Rangers again so. I think it's just experience I think the experience of Crosby Mulkin and Latang Jeff Carter Jeff Carter as well thank you. Uh, well, um, and you also added for the uh, Ron Hexall and the Pens, Ricard Raquel, who is playoff. That experience. is also correct. And I, and this is just something got to look up for him, but he is one heck of a player. Um, I'm very curious to see how he changed that uh, transition to the Penguins since going there uh, at the deadline. 41 points in 70 games this year, split up. 13 points in 19 games, four goals, nine assists. Not not terrible. Um, I don't know who he's playing with, but still, I think he is such an underrated player because he's been in Anaheim. The only ones who know how good Raquel is is Anaheim Ducks fans and people who truly understand like pure all talent. Which I've, this always guy had. For the, I've always wanted him for the fourth line for the Flyers. I th- dude, he would or be on my top, top nine for the Flyers. Yeah. Either way, I six. think he's a UFA at the end of the year. That's probably why they dealt him. <laughs> well, no, hundred percent, it definitely is. Um, um, but think, yeah, yeah. My the only reason why I think you could say t- uh, the Rangers have a chance is because not that they don't have play experience there either. Because Panarin also ha- obviously has his, and uh, Justin Braun also has play experience. Yeah. Um, but oh, bless you. Um, I don't know if you can trust the Penguins goaltending completely in terms of the series. That's that would be my reason why you could maybe see the Rangers, but I have the Penguins in five just because of their experience. Um, as good as Fox is, as good as some of their players are, it, it'll be overwhelming. From now, what I was going to say though earlier for Adam Fox, this is going to be a great learning experience from because think about it. Yes, he's never been in the playoffs, just like a lot of these Rangers. Um, the last time they're going to help. Was he in there but, from the bubble? When they played, even though it wasn't really in the playoffs, to the play in again to the playoffs against I don't Carolina? Know. He, he, he had to have been. He had to have been. Either but way, I, it, it, I don't they, really count that as the and, playoffs, yeah. though. 
I don't know so, either, but so they, this they is the first spent, legitimate so. exactly. But this is the first legit, and that was only three games as the best of yeah. five series. So this is the first legitimate series for Adam Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because Slunk was starting yeah, that series. This is true. I say uh, Penguins in six. Um, they're going to be, and I'll put it this way. I don't think, and this is going to be hard to believe I'm giving this guy some praise, but I don't think anyone's talked about how good Sidney Crosby's actually been this year. No one's talked about how good he's been this year for the Penguins because they're so focused on how good everyone think it's else is. At the point where you don't really need to say how good he is, he's just a good player. Right. So it's uh, automatically just going to happen. He put up 84 points, including 31 goals. So, yeah, 30 goal, a 30 goal season is a good season. For a guy who's Especially in his mid 30s. Yeah. And the last time he did that was 2018, 2019. So, what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. He put up 24 last year, but still. Um, That's also was missed, him. You know, didn't he miss the first part of the season, too? Or is that Logan? No, it was both of them. But still, um, yeah. I, you know, 84 points mm-hmm. in not all 82 games, well over a point per game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, there's that. All right. But, now. It is time for the 2022 Wilmer Quake wager. Yes. Which series do you want to go? It looks like Wes is going to be the best. It's got to be it looks like we're... Minnesota. It's got to be. Okay. So I actually thought it was going to be Jersey. I just thought it was mm-hmm. going to be Calgary, Dallas. If I'm getting honest. Just because I, mean, I, 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 it's again, Minnesota could go seeing either way, but that, I, that's I, fair. I'm okay um, with that one. Okay, well, I was going to say, well, I'm fine with either Minnesota, St. Louis, or Calgary, Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I'll put it this way. Um, if it's Minnesota. No, what? yeah, was, let's do Minnesota. Let's go Minnesota, St. Louis, actually. Yeah. All right. So here's my. So also just throwing this out there because this might help you pick the player's jersey you would want if you were to win the series. <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko apparently has been rumored and now he wants to stay with the Blues. I would get him no matter what. He's the only one. Yeah, I was going, okay. <laughs> There's no one else I want on the Blues. That's the only one. I, I was going to say, I was like, I had, only one. I know it's going to be Tarasenko, but just in case, mm-hmm. I, I just had to throw that out there. Oh. All right. So Vladimir Tarasenko, it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of stuck because there was. Two players I really love on Minnesota that stand out over the rest. Kirill Kaprizov, of course. The other one, Joel Erickson. That kid is he's something else, man. He's he's gonna be good. It should be so Charlie Coyle, but he's on Boston. Thank you, Minnesota. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a bit. I would love to say Kaprizov, but I feel like everyone goes Kaprizov. I'm gonna say the Minnesota beat the St. Louis Blues. Joel Erickson next jersey would be fantastic. Not a Ryan Hartman. <laughs> nah, you know I, that great I, Philadelphia Flyer? Hey, he, he's been doing very well in Minnesota. So he has. We got to give him credit. Okay. That, 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 that game and that, so, that uh, mentality fits his style perfectly. So, so either Erickson Eck or a uh, Tarasenko jersey. Or sure. Yep. Jersey. Yep. So there you go. I just that's think that's the most uh, tossed up kind of series. That's why I think that it, it uh, really is. I also have, for me at least, I have St. Louis going all the way to the conference finals. So that's or the Stanley Cup finals. So that's why I say, wow, 
Again, as I said at the beginning, I think whoever wins that series takes it goes all the way to the Stanley Cup. Finals. I have Minnesota going to the conference finals, but not the cup final. Because this is my, you know, very uh, bold. Bold, thank you. I was like, what is even the right word? My bold prediction. They could get a hot the race on. They had the easiest matchup to the cup final. Los Angeles Kings are going to the cup final. They're too young. I just think they're too young to be able to. Never know. Young experience. Yeah, you I never think they know. They had an yeah, easy but... route. The, the, the toughest team they would face is Minnesota, uh, according to my matchup. And Minnesota and Colorado, that's going to be a war. Yes. And then... I saw Minnesota coming out on top of that series. Yes. And Sorry, Colorado. Has... Yeah, whoever uh, plays like Colorado is going to be a, a bloodbath. But I just think yeah. St. Louis matches up better against Colorado than Minnesota does. So even though it would still have Minnesota wrong. going all the way to this Stanley Cup <laughs> Finals, yes, guys, go. so they're goaltending. Um, I trust the goaltender right. in that sense. So this being said, we have our matchups in the West. Yes, in the East, though, could you have them meeting? Because I think this is just you know personal preference, but also for me this matchup that makes the most sense. So Claude Jury is Florida Panthers. I have them at one of mine winning it all. Um, but in a real more in realistic your serious sense, bracket though. Lightning three Pete. Again, hey, I'm can't, not complaining. I can't go Steven against that because is my non my non uh, my favorite non flyer. So if he is a three Pete, his legacy is already even more added on to a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, because um, the last have, time we were talking about this earlier uh, off the podcast, the last time a team has won three straight, the '80s uh, Montreal Canadiens. New York Islanders. Oh, sorry, Islanders. I, I always where get they this won four in a row. Yeah, yeah, where they won four straight. Yeah, one of them shouldn't have counted because it was offsides, but we're not going to talk about that one. No. Um, but yeah. I, I, it just goes down to my always thinking because when you look at these teams on paper, scan why I don't think Colorado will go far, uh, which will actually lead to a, a question I actually have for you. Um, but Tampa Bay is just the most complete team. They have the best. They have a good goaltending. Yes. They got a good blue line. At least, for, at least to be going out there, their third pair isn't great, but they don't have to rely on them too much. Um, you got good depth. You added Belmar this offseason, and Perry, as annoying as he is, also has the experience and yeah. can get under people's skin. Um, so I really think them getting thropped by Columbus a couple seasons ago really helped them. Fair yeah, no, what way that to go to easily the greatest thing that's ever happened. To them. Obviously, it sucked at the time, but that really. And I mean, really pushed them to their first yeah. cup since 04. And then the second one on top of that. Um, the only difference would be, though, is, pod, yeah. is that um, their whole track to the, uh, if you follow my track, actually, mm-hmm. not, not, not even, uh, they, will, they will not have home ice advantage in the playoffs, which they had. I don't think that year. would matter for, or for Tampa. Yeah, I don't think it would matter, uh, but it's. It, just, it wouldn't matter. No, I don't think it would either, but it's just something to think about. No, for sure. Because um, some teams just do incredible. Yeah, and some teams um, yeah. are rowdy like Nashville. 
Yes. Which is why I think they can take um, a game. Update, too. there is, uh, according to HockeyReference.com, as of March 18th, Ekblad had returned to skating. They still consider week-to-week, according to head coach Andrew Burnett. Um, so I think it's safe to say he should be back pretty soon. Because, but- in fact, it's officially May. Week-to-week from March 18th. He had all of April. So, and plus... Yeah. I don't even think you'll need him a whole lot against the uh, Capitals in round one. No, you added, they added enough where a defense to help them out defensively that it exactly. won't cost them too much. Like it did last right. year, I think. Plus, you have Sherrod. Exactly. So, um, which helps. Um, I got right, a question so for you, though, Jeffrey, before sure. you got my question. Um, so, say if Colorado has another early exit, which both of us do, we both have them not getting out of the first round again. Uh, not, not past the second round. Second round, sorry. Um, what should be the first, the, again, another year where they can't get past the second round after on paper, again, on paper, people always sketch them in to either win the cup or be in the f- uh, cup finals. If that happens, do the, do you think they blow up somewhat? Because it's going to be a my... third year in a row, at least, where they got... Eliminated early on. Now, the one I'll, I'll say Dallas may have gotten a little lucky, but they got hot at the right time because they went all the way to the Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to the Lightning, but and then last year they just got because of the no the divisional realignment of last season. Their second round they, la- matchup is realistically on paper a conference final uh, final yeah. with against Vegas, and that went seven. Um. So some of it's matchup wise, but also mm-hmm. when you look at their team and what people always think, if you're Joe Sackick, if you go out early, especially if, especially if you were out in the first round, but I don't see that happening. Obviously, but both here's don't the see crazy that happening. thing about all of this: I don't understand, and and this is my biggest answer: is how is this happening? You have an incredible team on paper and literally on the ice that provides everything and then some for you. You have a great head coach in Jared Bednar. You have one that you probably have the second best game in Joe Sack behind Steve Eisenman, respectively. Um, I, I don't understand it. It really makes zero sense to me. I'm sure a lot of people, but you're running out of options. I what think, do you do? Because again, I, I think they're missing that. Cause I think Joe, where think Joe Sackick is, is where, I think you can help a little because my only uh, issue well, with them- it's not a move the needle thing, but for me, for, for Darcy Kemper, it's he lacks experience in the playoffs. And that's the one big thing for me. That's going to bite them right now. I think you'll really see them advance even more in next year. If not the year after that, because Darcy Kemper will finally get that actual playoff experience. He needs, this will be a good test for him. Kind of like and he has, a, he has a solid goaltender, but he just he's a very work. solid goaltender. The, yeah. the fact that the Avalanche gave up a first round pick from that tells you that they believe in him yes. quite a bit. And he, so, uh, they understand where the issue is, but I still feel yes. like Kemper's good, but I don't know if I can trust him. And also, I don't know if I can trust the blue line completely. Like, if you have, Jack, and, and if, that's the other thing. If you have Jack Although Johnson great for you, added. I think that's an issue because Jack Johnson isn't a great defense. Yes. So they went out and got Josh Manson. I thought that was a pretty solid pickup. Um, 
Artery Lekkonen helps the depth, and especially he'll help when Nazem Kadri suspends himself another year. Or he's hurt again. It's bound to happen. Yeah, so well. Yeah, so either, either way, way, I think Kadri's probably not going to come back to the Avalanche next year. Just cap wise, I think it's not going to work. No, well, no, because he's going to get a big paycheck. Some team, God forbid, is someone, please, other than the Flyers. They're going to pay him like an eat by eat contract because they're going to be stupid because they're going to see what they think of him. Don't get me wrong, he had a fantastic regular season, but anyone can do that in this league when you're on the Colorado Avalanche. So, the Sidney Crosby factor, exactly. So, with that being said, a team and a single GM is going to make that mistake and sign him to a very large deal. Oh, I, agree. I agree on that one. Yeah, for sure. And here's for my sure. here's my thing. As long as Chuck Fletcher is not the GM for the Flyers by the time free agency hits, the Flyers will not sign him because any competent GM will not sign Nazem Kadri to a like a six by six, six by eight, eight by six deal, whatever you want to say it is. No one in their right mind should sign him to a long term deal, especially worth that much money. Don't know. Regular season, he's fantastic. He can be great. He had a remarkable year. Playoffs, that's where you need him the most. That's why you pay those guys that much money. He's too stupid. He doesn't think on the ice. He plays with his, you know, with his, uh, his dirty playing style and not his brain. Like he doesn't, he doesn't think on the ice. Troy can probably score and everything, but. He won't, he's not worth the money and the yeah. ag to say we gotta. He's he a liability when it matters the most. That's why. Exactly. I and that's a huge reason why I would not even all, even consider looking at him. I don't care if it fits your team's playing style. He's not worth the money. So moving yeah. on from him. Um, why don't you just add Chuck Fletcher next time? <laughs> sorry, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a fake uh, Chuck Fletcher on Twitter, so I could add him. Yeah. Um, I will say though, going back to your original question, I I, I, I don't I don't even know though for the abs. It's like I don't either because he can keep I, saying, "Well, let's it, it, just give him one more year." But how how long can he keep saying that when he right. has this iteration? Because he also because you can't get rid of Lane Scott now. You just signed him. You just gave him back extra, to long all, their, all that top line that. has a big contract mm-hmm. now. So yeah. even I think Mika Rantanen, yeah. So, so it'd be it'd be a headache, but I'm curious. What I they would, would say do there. Get you're getting rid of Kadri no matter what because he's going to be wanting too much money. And he's not worth that much money. Joe Sakic. I was surprised they even traded for him in the first place, and he gave up. Um, I can't uh, uh, Kerfoot and Tyson Berry to get him, and I thought that was a mistake. Because Barry's a oh. far better defenseman than Jack Johnson ever was or will be. Um, well, he's, he's not Edmonton now, but yeah. What? What? But no, because uh, he went to the Leafs and then he left to go to the free agency. I think. Yeah, something like that. Either way. Anyway, so there's that. So I, I would say you, you got to move some pieces around, get rid of Kadri, get a reliable, not even a legitimate, a reliable top six option. Yes. There's going to be probably some very good. I haven't even looked at this upcoming UFA class, but Colorado and SAC, how they work, they're going to go after, you know, they're going to go after a top six forward. But at the same time, since you replace Patrick, same time, they need to go for probably a top two D man. 
I agree with not that. Not a top four. They they need a top two demon. Someone to pair with uh, Kale McGuire. Sam Gerard is a phenomenal young defenseman. He's a top four option at this point. And that's fine. You can get away with Sam Gerard being top four. Because although I'm sure he'll be great with uh, Kale McCarr, you need a legitimate shutdown defenseman to go along with Kale McCarr's like, offensive firepower. So we'll see what happens. Um, there's two other topics here real quick. We have Which one President's Trophy Curse. Yes. And they, they both pertain to the Florida Panthers. So the Florida Panthers, they want the President's Trophy. With that being said, the last time a team that won that won the President's Trophy ended up winning the Cup, I believe, was the 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. To be fair, that was kind of, that was a lockout year. They still went 36, 7, and 5, which is stupid good even for that year. But they won the cup that year. Mm-hmm. And it's been nine years since the team that has won the President's Trophy has won the cup. So with that being said, the question remains, is there a President's Trophy curse? Is it a, or is it basically a myth? And it's just more of the mental game that people think of saying, we won the President's Trophy. I don't know. There's that whole curse aspect. Or you go and saying, hey, we're the best team. We will continue to be the best team. All that's just noise. It doesn't exist. Doesn't matter. We know what how good our team is. No one can beat us. You go in with that presence trophy mentality and just ride it as long as you can ride. Uh, you can, but again, I'm I'm one that doesn't believe in the myth. I don't think there is such thing as a a presence trophy curse. I think it just it, especially in the last few seasons. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. It comes down to matchups, and I don't know what your definition of, a, of what the definition of the curse would be. Is it not getting out of the first round like the Lightning did against the mm-hmm. Blue Jackets? Yeah, the Avalanche got out of the first round, but then it'd be we lost in second. Yeah, to Vegas. So I'll, I'll, but Vegas, but the last several Florida uh, yeah. um, President's Trophy. So this year, Florida. Uh, last year, Colorado. They lost in round two. The twenty twenty Boston Bruins. Um, they lost in round two or two, I think, as well. To Boston. Let me, or was it the first um, round against Tampa Bay? The playoffs were confused. Um, yeah, I don't know. They lost in five uh, to Tampa. Um, 2018, you had the Nashville Predators. Yeah, where they played Colorado. They, they, they did. Um, Colorado was the second wild card. And there, they lost. Sorry, Momento. Um, they lost. Actually, they beat the Avalanche in round one. They lost to the Winnipeg Jets in round two in seven. Oh, that's, right. that's right. And even the when the uh, Avalanche lost last year to Vegas, that was also in seven. So are we saying the curse is that the team can't get past the second round? Because at least those last handful haven't mm. been able to do that. You've had some that have been able to get through the first round, but some not. 
Like I, the only reason why I'm confused of it is like, yeah. what, what is your the, the definition? What's of the, the definition of the curse? And is it that you think it, if that team wins the most amount of games or whatever, has the most amount of points that they're automatically the team that has to win the whole thing? Because um, you can look at and, any and, sport. And that's great. You can that's look at any sport question. and that's not always the case. The team with the best record doesn't always win. Hockey no. and baseball are the, that same way always. No. Um, um, basketball well, I will varies. Say it's more so to me, and, and you brought up a great point. So I would say, if anything, it's more so if you are the best team in the league, and I understand it's about matchups. It could be injury-wise, too. You could have six of your main players injured by the time round one starts. The Lightning had probably gone yep. out early because Hedman got hurt. What let alone even got like you said, the fact that he even lost in round one and easily with the fact that he got swept. If Hedman was in there healthy, they would have because he wasn't there until like the last game of the series, I think. And even then he wasn't hundred yeah. percent. Kucherov got suspended one game too. Yeah. So it was not a great series for the no, lightning. But in that series it showed okay. Because the season and playoffs are two completely different animals. Absolutely. They had to go up against a defensive oriented team that Tarurella had and the Blue Jackets. And they did it just as annoyingly as well as the Islanders do because they aren't good teams in the playoffs or in no. the season. But once again, to the playoffs, they just the playoffs shut everything changed down. because refs or officials unknowingly or knowingly, or whatever, call significant, they'll still be bad calls or whatever, but they call mm. significantly, they allow a lot more in the playoffs than they do in yes, season. And those teams take advantage of it. And that Tampa Bay team didn't, they may have had offensive depth, but they didn't have the depth to go up against that kind of style. Yeah. So what that shows is that, okay, then I need to, in the future, as in case of the Lightning, if you want to go that route, uh, they realize, okay, we need to start getting some guys. We have to get someone like Pat Maroon. We have to get uh, someone with a little more grit to our bottom pair so we don't just get hit around and if there's one bad hit or something, we're out of the series. Because right. as good as your skills are and as good as you are on paper, it is not always a guarantee in the playoffs. Just ask the Avalanche. Because that's where the Avalanche are, and I think that could be where the Florida Panthers are right now. They're a good team offensively. They have not really been challenged, though. They haven't really been challenged to face it because I was going to be really curious if they had to face Boston, how that series would have gone. Because just the way they play and if if Florida would have been able to adapt in that scenario and a lot of those teams I think who win that president's trophy go in the mindset of oh we're good enough skill wise so it doesn't matter what system you have so I think that I think it's a lot more of a mentality thing than anything else no absolutely and and I I think that's certainly fair and my realistic bracket I do have and they're playing lightning which is going to be hard yeah, they're up by round with. two. Yeah, they're up by round two. So it's a kind of and my other bracket, no, I haven't winning at all because of right. adding Drew. To answer my question, win. though, um, I would say, and kind of with the points you made, though, Mike, I would say it's not like a, obviously there's no guarantees. Absolutely not. We saw the Tampa Bay, they got swept around when they had a 128 point season, 62, 16, and four. Florida, this team, they are only six points. Behind that team, 58, 18, and six. That, do you know how absurd that is? Yeah, that's great. Uh, that's great in season. Look, last season, you could take team, advantage of that. 
that won the last year's President's Trophy winner only had 82 points in the Avalanche. 40 points less. Yeah, but the season 40. was also the season was also significantly shorter. Oh, shit, that's right. I, I forgot about that. Thank you. Anyway, to answer your question though, or my question, I should say, is um, I <laughs> I would say losing by the second round is really that curse, really, because the expectation is clearly there that hey, you won the president's trophy, you're yeah. by far the best team out of the entire league during the regular season. What can you do in the playoffs now? Yeah. Now I will say, and this is what worried me with Tampa Bay. They clearly had the presence trophy locked up by far with like yeah, probably but I feel like 15 they, games I, left to go or something crazy like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe 10, I don't know. But my thing is when it got to a certain point, they need to they, they need to uh, start resting guys. They need to say, you know, like just make sure, hey, like we need to be ready. And again, just because I'm picking Florida over Caps in five in the first round doesn't mean they should underestimate them. I know they won't because you have a former Stanley Cup champion coach in Pierre Laviolette. You have a team that is four years out winning the Cup in the very same Washington Capitals, who a good amount of the players are still on that team. So they know what it's like. To get out of that first round, and they and know even though you got do, goaltenders who don't have that experience, don't take that for granted either. No, Samsonov is, and I don't even Samsonov and Vanacek are very good young goalies. They are, but I think they're going to go with Vanacek as instead of better season. I could see that, yeah. Um, but with that being said, though, so I would say the expectation is getting out of the first round, absolutely. Second round, I'd say 70% of the teams that win the president's mm-hmm. trophy should ideally get out of the second round, at least 70, 75% of the time. But you could also say that same thing about MVPs. The guys who went MVP yes. during the season, yeah. they should go farther in the first round. But Absolutely. Um, the guy who always, I think, should be in the running for it, and Conor McDavid can't even get out of the first round. Mike Trout Can't baseball. even make the playoffs 95% of the time. Yeah. He, this is his, what, second time, third time he's ever made the playoffs. Yep, third time. In his career. And he's been in the league since 2015. Yeah. Seven years. Come on, that meant 10. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Mike Smith. <laughs> um, all right, so there's that. Uh, last but not least, again, if he had a long playoff uh, series, he'd probably not. His I've definitely seen his name thrown out more since they got went over to ESPN. But his name, he'd be um, yeah. uh, more people would know his name. More people yes. outside of hockey people would know who McDavid yes. is. Exactly. Uh, last but not least, though, still pertaining to the Florida Panthers, is Claude Giroux. And in the Florida Panthers win the 2022-2023, or sorry, 2022 Stanley Cup, does Claude Giroux re-sign with the Florida Panthers? So I was thinking about I was I was just wanted to bring up their cap friendly just because I was curious. Oh, that's a good uh, point. I too. don't. I, I want to see who the UFAs are too. Um, it's going to be between him or because Carolina or Florida is going to have to have options of what they want to do because one thing is. Barkov's new extension takes effect next year, which it goes up to 10 million. Right now it's at five nine. That's literally four point um, one mil extra. Carter for Hagee has a three million extension that goes in. And this isn't much. It's only twenty five thousand, but uh Lomberg yeah. also does. But you also have Charat, who you just traded for, who's he who only has one point seven five mil cap it though. Right now, but right he's now. probably gonna want more. You also have I Noel Chari. You also have Noel Chari, who also is a UFA. You could maybe someone takes them. I don't know, but and then you also have Claude Giroux. So they have op- her p- options. 
and or uh, they have decisions to make. Sorry. Um, so for me, I think even if they were to win the Stanley Cup, I think they'll just go. Or not that they won't maybe uh, offer something to Drew. It may just be not that Drew is probably going to demand too too much because he's thirty four now. He's going to be playing thirty five in his thirty five. Uh, next season. So it's going to be one of those things where it's like um, what the contract's going to look like and if it's going to be enough for Drew to want to stay. And I think it's going to end up being, even if they were to win, it's going to be like, hey, thanks for, you know, popping us get through. Yeah, but um, uh, that's pretty much, that may just be it because we have other Needs we need to fill. You felt a great, and we can essentially use getting... what we would sign you to a contract to sign maybe two players. Yeah, maybe signing, giving some to Shrot and some to Nochari, and unfortunately, yeah. and you'd then... have to um, hit free agency, right. which would be his first time ever doing that. And maybe he just ends up coming back to Philadelphia. I think he ends which up coming back to Philadelphia. To and be honest, if he, it ends up him winning, uh, winning it all in Florida. Then I think then he's point, coming back to Philly for the rest and, of his career. Yeah, he's going to want to retire as a Philly at that point. I think. Yeah, that's my. And I think that's that's honestly a great point. Also, uh, uh, Marcus Nutibara, uh two point seven mil cap it. He's on long term IR. He's a UFA though. So with that being said, I think Nutibara, he's probably gone too because they need all the cap they can get probably in this cap. Especially era. when you see. When you say that 10 mil hit next year with uh, Barkov, and then you have another additional the 3 mil. They have with Bobrovsky. Yeah. And then another additional 3 mil that you're going to have to add to that. Yep. So there's that. Um, and also, they have Sam Reinhardt, don't forget, 6.5 mil for the next couple of years. So that plays a factor too. Yeah. So. What's going to be nice, though, is, I mean, obviously it doesn't help this year, but after next year, you lose Hornquist's 5.3 mil cap. Hit. If he wants to resign, great, but he's going to get way less than what he's making now, but that's yeah. in another two years. So, Or they might deal him this offseason because he was uh, his name was thrown around at the deadline. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so there's Just because, again, if they want to, because it's great that you brought in a guy like Thornton or Hornquist or Drew in because Hornquist obviously mm-hmm. has his. But now they got these younger guys coming out that's gonna need to get ice time. Yeah, I yeah, even though it's not great prospect pool, but they probably will want to get a little younger, but maybe add to that. And to be fair, their average age probably for forwards is 28. What helps bring that up so much is Thornton's 42. Yeah, Horn Chris is 35, 35 Jury 34. Yeah. After that, if you get rid of those three guys, and then Notari's 30. But that's yeah. I was gonna say, if you get rid of those three guys, their oldest forward is Atari, who's in 30, which is crazy. Defensive wise, their oldest defenseman is 31 in Gudis. Even Shirat is a year younger than Gudis. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, all right. So, uh, with that being said, I think that Giroux, if if Florida wins the cup, the Giroux is coming back to Philly. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, even if he doesn't win, I still think he comes back. I uh, and honestly. I, I'd like to see him come back. Yeah. I just like to see him I think come a back lot so we can actually have too. someone who can actually like retire as a flyer or something. Just as a good story. Which would be nice. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Next time we do podcast uh, tomorrow is the underachievers. Wimmer's got a yes, great sir. topic there. And next time after that is another uh, Wimmer quick podcast. We have a flyer season breakdown that we unfortunately have to do. Yes. But 
lot of questions sure got to be asked. Yes. A lot of tough decisions will be made. Yeah. We'll I wait think and see what happens yeah. next. Yes. And then with that being said, we will see you next time. Hopefully with all three of us tomorrow. <laughs>